When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So, Greater Omaha Packing out of Omaha, Nebraska, has recalled approximately 295,236 pounds of raw beef products intended for non-intact use that may be contaminated with E. coli. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food Safety and Inspection Services announced this, and they also want you to know that the raw beef products intended for non-intact use were produced on July 13th of this very year, and they give a complete list of products along with the product codes. There's only about 39 or 40 products that they list on their list. But I was I was particularly concerned about non-intact use. I don't really remember ever hearing what, you know, non-intact use is, but non-intact beef uh is just beef products that include beef that has been injected, enhanced with solutions, mechanically tenderized by needling, cubing or pounding devices or reconstructed into formed entrees. You know, beef that's been scored to incorporate a marinade, beef that has a solution of protolytic enzymes applied to or injected into the cut of meat, or a formed and shaped product such as beef gyros. In addition, non-intact beef products include communicated beef products that are chopped, ground, flaked, or minced. You know, fresh veal sausage and fabricated beef steak. Now it goes on. <laughs> There's a whole page of non-intact beef facts. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a good idea, but let's go ahead and recall that uh, 295,236 pounds, okay? Nobody wants to get E. coli, especially or even if it's from non-intact beef intended for non-intact use. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So Bill Gates and Melinda French Gates are now officially divorced. The judge approved their split on Monday of this week. If you're listening live, today is the 5th of August, 2021, a Thursday. So it would have been the 2nd of August, 2021, the divorce uh, made official by the judge. So they were married in 1994. They announced in May that they would be ending their marriage after 27 years. We no longer believe we can grow together as a couple into this phase of our lives. Yeah, the kids are adults, and it's time I want you out. So I guess they have a separation contract, which is not public, so neither person is going to pay spousal support. (laughs) Yeah, okay. 
And right now, I guess his worth or the worth is 152 billion. So if they split it in half, you're looking at uh, them being worth 76 billion each. I don't know if they'll be able to get by. Uh, I'm well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say that I could get by on 76 billion dollars, but yeah, it's just me. You know, I know I know how to be frugal and how to, you know, cut corners and you know, get uh, get meat from intact meat sources. So, I don't know what's happening. I mean, they're going to I guess they're going to try to work together at the charity for a couple of years, and according to this, if after 2 years either decides they cannot continue to work with each other, uh French said she'll resign her position as co-chair and trustee. Oh, so if they can't work together after two years, she'll say goodbye, have a nice day. Well, that isn't that special. So I'm sure their offices will be at the you know opposite ends of the hallway, and we'll see how it works out. It's going to be interesting to see where the money goes. Now, I know that apparently they were fighting over who gets some of the money as kids, right? So... The kids were struggling during this divorce. I know we just the other day, uh, the daughter, Phoebe, 18 years old, was spotted wearing a dress that was only worth like $70. Huh. Wow. I mean, she's, you know, she's got to be upset. (laughs) I mean, maybe she got, I don't know if she got it at Goodwill. I don't know what secondhand store she got it at, but, you know, okay. She's trying to cut a few corners. With her $69 dress, but sure, she was wearing a Gucci necklace and pendant that was worth, I don't know, $2,500, $3,000, something like that. One can't go out with just a dress without any jewelry on, duh. But apparently, it was being reported that Bill only wanted to give like $10 million to each kid. Wow, how pissed are you as one of their kids? You've been living, I mean, $10 million bucks. I spit on ten million dollars. When your dad has been, you know, as a you know, one of the richest men in the world, ten million bucks, holy cow, you will be wearing dresses that are only sixty-nine dollars each. And that Gucci uh chain with the pendant, yeah, that's gonna have to maybe uh, you might have to drop that off at the pawn shop to cover your rent next month. Ten million? Holy cow. Uh, I'd be pissed at dad for that. So I don't know what happened in the end. Maybe Melinda talked him out of it. Like if you're Bill Gates kids, what do you think you're worth? Right? So mom and dad are splitting up and maybe they get 50, 50, which is, you know, 70 some billion each. So you're going to get something from (laughs) in the end, but to have to struggle after the divorce and you've moved out and they're continu- they're considering you an adult and they're only going to give you $10 million to live on? Uh, no, dad, no. How about each kid gets 25 to 50 million, something like that with, you know, half of it can't be spent for 20 years or something like that. So it's just for investments and you don't get to just blow it all so that, you know, in 10 years you come back to dad and go, yeah, remember that 50 million you gave me? Yeah, it's all gone. I need uh, need a little bit of help. Go see your mother. So we'll see (laughs) 
<laughs> but $10 million does seem a little cheap. I'd be unhappy as a Gates child only getting $10 million. That would be, I, I wouldn't be going to any parties with Dad anymore after that. You know, unless I thought I could get some more out of him by going to the party, then you show up. Hey, how's it going? Uh, how do you think it's going, Dad? I'm struggling. I don't have any money to do anything. I can't go out anymore. I'm stuck wearing these $70 dresses. Maybe you could give me just a little bit more money, please. And you know he's going to be doing it. So, I mean. But $10 million, Oof. No. And they keep after him on the Jeffrey Epstein connection. He already said in his interview that he met with him a couple times. Epstein said he was going to give him a bunch of money for the nonprofit. And... After they met and he realized that, uh, you know, it was a mistake. He's not really doing this. I, I got out of it. I mean, I don't think there's any proof that he was ever on the Lolita Express and out at the, uh, you know, little, the whatever the heck he called his island out there at the little St. James, little St. Jeff or whatever he called his island for, you know, his sex slave island. And, you know, I know we hear stories. Oh, he fainted when he heard it. This caused a divorce. Okay. Uh, did it, did it? I don't know. It just, I don't know what kind of, we, we heard his excuse until there's proof of something else. I'm going to go with what Bill said, but I will say, uh, give the kids more than 10 million. You cheap son of a, anyway, I apologize. I wanted to apologize. That's right. We'll go here. Um, I wanted to apologize to Megan Markle yesterday. I wished happy birthday to Barack Obama. It was his birthday, the 4th of August, 2021. Well, I completely forgot that it's Meghan's birthday as well. Meghan Markle, Duchess of Sussex. Is she still a duchess? Uh, happy birthday. She turned 40 yesterday. And uh, I just missed her birthday. I mean, she's got to be really pissed that she has to celebrate it on the same day as Barack. Uh, she gets, uh, takes the shadow, uh, away from, uh, Barack. Doesn't it Meg? Sorry about that. But anyway, she, the big news was, is that, uh, she did a video and she was launched her 40 by 40 global project to encourage people around the world to commit to giving 40 minutes of their time to support women going back to work. And who who doesn't want to do that? So she had her big video launch of that. And she had other stars commit to 40 Minutes. Adele, uh, Amanda Gorman, uh, Stella McCartney. Uh, I mean, the wife of uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Melissa McCarthy was there to promote the charity message. So it's special. But uh, she also showed a picture of her desk. And on the desk was a, the first little picture of Lilibet. I know. Lilibet Mountbatten, whatever her stupid name is. I can't remember the kid's name. That's right. Lilibet Diana Mountbatten Windsor. So... We still got a you know quick look at her. And it got me thinking about, have you watched The Prince yet? It's on HBO Max. It is really, really funny. And if you think, I don't know, it's, you know, it's animated and, you know, I don't know that I would like it that much. Well, uh, the UK is upset about it. Yeah, they do not want, uh, they've accused the producers of going too far 
branding the series as repulsive and cringeworthy, taking on the royal family like that. They won't have it, which makes me want them to take them on even more. And to be clear, every episode starts with the royal decree that says you are ordered to enjoy the following program, but please note all persons and events in this show are entirely fictional. Like, this isn't really the royal family. It's like a parody or whatever. And certain recent events will not be reflected in this program because, again, not real. So chill. That's an order. <laughs> but it is really funny. And Orlando Bloom plays Prince Harry. Uh, Francis de la Tour plays Queen Elizabeth. Uh, Lady Punch plays Kate Middleton, who plays a drunk. I mean, it's just really, really funny. Sophie Turner plays Princess Charlotte. Um, and Gary Gennetti, the guy who created it all, plays Prince George, and it's surrounded around George. And Condola Rashad, who does a great job as Meghan Markle. I mean, it's really, really funny and worth a watch. We'll get into it. I haven't watched. It's only 12 episodes, and they're all about, I don't know, 13 to 18 minutes long or something like that. But uh, I haven't watched them all yet. I'm, there's 12 episodes on HBO Max. So once I get through them all, we'll do a full review. But it is really funny. The Prince. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something ice cold to drink. And I need something now. <laughs> Refreshing. So another prediction uh, kind of come true for the old CTF facts, uh, the uh, chewing the fat, fat facts. Uh, Mike Richards, the executive producer of Jeopardy. I told you after they went through all this, they needed to make a decision and get on with the show for Jeopardy. And Mike Richards was the best one. All these stars came out and it needed to be someone who was not a star, who was just a person who was there and can just be the show. And that was Mike Richards. He was the executive producer. Everybody loved him. And now apparently it's being reported that Sony Pictures is uh, in uh, advanced negotiations. And, you know, look, by that, it means that he does a bunch of other shows that are either going to take a bite or he does them all. And uh, good luck killing yourself for the next 10 years doing that. Might be worth $50 million or $60 million for 10 years or whatever the, whatever the deal is. But if he's just going to do hosting of Jeopardy and get rid of the rest of it, he's got to sign. I mean, it's got to be a at least a 10-year... $100 million, $150 million deal to just do Jeopardy and be the guy and be the guy. And he's not going to, while he is the guy that technically replaces the guy, they have a long enough period now between all these guest hosts that he's going to be the new guy, right? He's the guy. So let him be the guy for Jeopardy and let's get this thing moved on. So, that, I mean, really, are we going to have LeVar Burton or Aaron Rodgers be the host of Jeopardy? No, no, sorry. It was a cute little thing that we all did to get over Alex. And now it's time to uh, move on. And that's what I said. And Sony Pictures 
you're welcome. I appreciate you listening to Chewing the Fat. Uh, if you'd like to get into advanced negotiations, <laughs> call me. I'm here for you. <laughs> I see Louis C.K. is uh, just announced his national tour. He's going to be back out into the world. We'll see how well that goes. I mean, people were so upset with this guy. And, I, you know, he was he was asking people if he could, you know, take care of himself while they were there. And I mean, you, they, you couldn't say no. Some people did. We had stories of some people were saying, yeah, I just told him no, Louie, not now. And he, and he obliged. So come on now. So anyway, he's going to be back out on the road. Uh, he said, uh, telling some inappropriate jokes and stories. He said that, uh, to his uh, email of fans, hello person that you are being right now. Uh, and he talked about being out on the road and it's going to be a good thing. And they're going to follow all COVID-19 laws. And they're hoping that, you know, everything works out. And we're hoping that every show that is scheduled, they will be able to do, but they're going to comply with everything. And he's ready to get back out on the road. So good. We'll have Louis CK to kick around on the road for a while. I see, you know, iced tea, iced tea, you know, you love him. So apparently uh, their five-year-old daughter, their five-year-old daughter, uh, likes to still breastfeed, uh, every now and then. And uh, people were all wound up about this. It was a big deal, right? So, um, Ice-T slapped back at the critics. I mean, he got back. No way. He was mad. You're not going to take down the wife, man. He loves her and she loves him. And, uh, they've been, a, they've been, a, uh, you know, they've been a couple for quite some time now. I don't know how long they've been together gotta be like 20 years anyway. So he, uh, you know, I, I saw the headline of, uh, the wife taking a hit a little bit of uh, talking about how they, uh, she still lets her five-year-old breastfeed once in a while. And it's a good way for them to connect and you know, whatever. And she didn't want to give up that connection. So then one follower writes, uh, not sure if I'm jealous of a five-year-old breastfeeding. And Ice-T was like, uh, you are, you've never sucked a pretty, and <laughs> Another observer accused Ice-T of inappropriately equating a sex act with breastfeeding, which he shot down with an, uh, yet another tweet. And um, I kind of agree with this. And, and I, I, you know what? If you want to breastfeed your kid till they're, you know, a thousand, I don't care. You do what you want because it's your kid. And that's exactly what Ice-T's response was. Uh, why the F are you worried about my child? That's what's weird. Now go back in the basement. <laughs> Newsflash, I'm still breastfeeding every chance I can. So there you go. Just, she, you know, let, let, the, let the mom be with the kid. Shut up. She said, I, I, I'm not going to take it away from her. It's a big bonding moment for us, for m m me, the mother and the child. So back off me. So that's what I say. Back off. And speaking of backing off, why is everybody up against Billie Eilish now? What's wrong? What happened? Why are, why are we supposed to like her now? She was like this big superstar, woke person, young kid, great making videos at home with the brother and world was great. And it seems like for some reason she's, uh, she fell off the, she fell off the, we like bandwagon. Because not too long ago, remember we they took after her because she didn't know how much cereal cost or something like that, and then there was something else. Oh, the dressing, the way she dressed, 
And then now she said, this is, and this is horrific actually. And I, I hope, you know, I, <laughs> I, I don't want you to hate her after I tell you what she said and what she did, but you might have to, uh, she was promoting her new album and she put together a TikTok video and she greeted her Israeli fans by saying, hi, Israel. What? I mean, the horror, the horror. And now she's being called a Zionist and how, how dare you? Um, it said, it also said, I'm so excited that my new album happier than ever is out now, but how dare she? Hi, Israel. Oh man the horror why are you kidding me we can't even say hi israel one social media account said i'm a palestinian that doesn't have the right to see my country again and if i go there i'd live in fear of being bombed or killed think before you speak another twitter user posted photos of a crying child and captioned it me a longtime billy eilish fan and supporter of palestinian liberation seeing her make a video saying hi Israel and proceeding to promote her new album to her Israeli audience. Oh, I know. <laughs> she said, hi Israel. <laughs> oh. well, another said Billy Eilish promoting Israel in the middle of a literal massacre of Palestinians is sickening. Celebs actually make me sick. <laughs> she said, hi, Israel. <laughs> Give me a break. Come on. So, I mean, you can understand why, uh, why Billie Eilish is so hated now. I don't, but maybe you do. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Remember way back in June, I mean, I can't remember that far back either, but Amazon uh, reportedly destroyed 130,000 unsold and returned items in a single week. And then we had the big report that Burberry and Urban Outfitters, H&M, Nike, Victoria's Secrets all have the same practice and that people were all wound up. How could these companies be doing this? 
and we don't know what's going on. And there was all, we don't know what to do. There's more than a million items a year that's being destroyed. And then we've got a warehouse in Scotland that destroyed all these returned items and Burberry, they've come clean and they've said, yeah, well, we use specialist incinerators that harness energy from the process and we destroyed goods and it was only worth about 37 million. <laughs> Don't worry about it. That was just the, <laughs> oh, that's it. It's just, uh, you know, look, we make $3.8 billion a year. We have to destroy a little bit of product. So what? I guess I understand it. Nobody wants a used Burberry out there on the streets. You know, Michael Coors doesn't want one of his purses out there that was returned because something was wrong with it. And now you have a, you know, a secondhand Michael Coors. Well, Amazon now has unveiled plans to cut waste. After facing all that backlash of destroying thousands of items, in a blog post, the e-commerce giant said it has two programs that would help resell customer returns and overstock items to give them, you know, a second life. The first program, called FBA Grade and Resell, will let third-party sellers on Amazon stock returned items as used products for customers to then purchase. Oh. I can buy used stuff from Amazon now and the price of the item will be based on products on the product's condition. Program is starting in the UK, but is coming to the US and other markets very soon. Now the second program called FBA liquidations also allows sellers to use Amazon to recover some of their inventory costs from their returned or overstocked goods. This program has already started in the U.S., Germany, France, Italy, and Spain. It'll begin in the U.K. this month. So you're going to be able to purchase used products instead of, you know, knowing that Amazon destroys them and you could buy a new unused product from Amazon. Nope. You're going to be buying that secondhand crap too. I guess it's okay. I get it. But I... Is it up to Amazon to sell that? Couldn't they just create a, well, they have. So good, you know, if you want something from used, there's a way for you to buy the used products from Amazon. Good for them. It's it's the Amazon thrift store. And I'm, I love the idea. I'm a, you know, I love thrift stores and buying secondhand stuff. I, you know, I get it, but I don't know that, uh, that that's going to work for Amazon, but it probably, you know, yeah, because their ideas have sucked so far, boy, haven't they? <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. So according to an online survey commissioned by Breeze, that's an insurance company, they found that 65% of American workers who said their jobs could be done entirely remotely were willing to take a pay cut of 5%, which could represent several years of annual raises, to stay at home. Wow. So they believe that people, the people said in this survey, we'll take a pay cut to stay home. Oh, um, uh, okay, sure. So I guess 
companies are supposed to say, sure, go ahead, stay home, no problem. And I get it. Everybody wants to, you know, work from home. The online survey conducted by uh, Pollfish for Breeze. Of course, I mean, you love the online polling firm Pollfish. <laughs> they re- used a thousand people. And they said uh, these thousand people were employed or looking for work at a job that can be completed entirely remotely. Most people said they wouldn't give up more than 5%, but 15% of the respondents said they'd be willing to shave off 25% of their salary to be remote. No, no, dear. Nearly half, 46%, said they would give up a quarter of their days off and 15% said they would give up all paid time off to be able to work from home. Well, I mean, you could do that by going to work for yourself, really. And 15% of your days off, does anyone get... I mean, you have to go out of your way to get a day off in today's world. At least I, I do. I mean, I'm always working I mean, you're always looking online and social media and the connection we have with the world, with our phones and our laptops, they, we don't give any days off. I mean, you have to go out of your way and close down your electronic devices to be off from work. At least in my world, you do. Um, I, that I know it's a, I know, don't look at me like that. I got it. Not everybody's doing a show, Jeff. Okay, not everybody's doing that. Not entertainment. Some of us just have to go to work and do our jobs. I get it. Okay, I get it. They also found that more than half said they'd give up Netflix, social media, or Amazon for a year. No, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. I don't believe that. A third of the respondents even said they'd give up the right to vote in all future national and local elections. Okay. Gen Z was most likely 44% said they would give up their right to vote while baby boomers were most opposed with only 27% saying they would give up their right to vote if they were able to work from home. What? No. No, 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 no. Uh, Overwhelmingly, People wouldn't take a 25% pay cut. Yeah, no kidding. Nobody wants, I mean, 25% pay cut to just work from home. No, thank you. No, have a nice day. Uh, No. Plus I get everybody wants to work from home and you could do that. I mean, you can work for yourself, right? And uh, well, what about a storefront? Well, I mean, that's part of working for yourself or you could decide. I really think that more businesses are going to be doing the home and work. Maybe not 50, 50, uh, 30, 70, something like that, because you really do miss the face to face one-on-one interactions with coworkers and what needs to get done. And, you know, I, I know we could do it over online face to face. We have FaceTime, we have Zoom, we have Skype. I know, I know, but it's just better when you have people in the same room, working together, talking about the same thing, focusing on what needs to happen. It just is. It just is. And I don't know that these companies are willing to give that up 
you you miss that human interaction and togetherness by having everybody just stay from home. And maybe that's what you care about. If it, if it's going to make you more money, if people are willing to take a pay cut to work from home, go ahead, work from home. Then we'll pay you less. That's more money for the company. So <laughs> take care. Thanks for calling. Can I come in today? No, sorry. No, you wanted to work from home and that's where you work from. I know, but I wanted to stop by. No, no, you can't come in. We don't want to see you. We'll let you know when our next Zoom meeting is, okay? But you're not allowed on the property. You work for us, yes, yeah, sure. But you don't work here. You work from your home, okay? <laughs> okay, take care. All right, so we've got some Olympic and COVID uh, headlines to talk about a little bit. We know the medal count is still the United States in the lead with 91 as of this recording. And number two is China with 74 total. China still in the lead with gold. Although we now have 29, China has 34 according to this chart. And that's we're, we're getting close. All right, we're five down. We can pull back. We can make that happen. All right, I'm getting a little... It's coming to an end, though. We're getting close to the end of the Olympics, and I'm starting to get a little concerned over the whole thing because uh, we need to be... I, I know that some people have put the nice spin on the whole, think of it, China, with over a billion people, and we've got 300 and... We're not even we're not even 400 million people, and yet we're winning in, in medals, and, 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 and we're, we're sure we're behind a little in golds, but that's it. Well... We need to be in front of the gold, okay? I don't care. I don't want to hear that, oh, more than a billion people. So we should be winning. We're winning in the total medal count. We're winning in the bronze. We're winning in the silver. We need to be winning in the gold, period. So let's hop to it, Olympians. Let's go. Now, I haven't really watched, well, any of the Olympics, but I see this year that they've got this big deal with the uh, mixed gender events and it's really i i guess i'm okay with it I, I don't know i'm not sure what what to think of it yet uh we, they're getting me okay with men competing with women so does that mean i have to be okay with the trans athletes so if I'm okay with the men and women, then I can be okay with the trans athletes because it really doesn't matter, right? Are we getting to the point now where it's not going to matter? We're not going to have the separation between male and female. I don't know. I know we saw reports where the media were told to ignore the trans athletes' unfair advantage. Um, oh, okay. And then I know that we, you know, it was big reports over the mixed gender relays in swimming and in archery and in track and field. So, you know, okay. All right. All right. I guess everybody likes it. It's fine. These, uh, you know, these men and women teamed up in the new events. The IOC is pushed as an effort to increase gender equity. Well, that's good. Let's increase gender equity. And I also see where Carl Lewis you know, one of the best runners of all time, uh, tweeted out that uh, the USA team, he wasn't too happy with the men's relay team. 
And so uh, he tweeted this. So we'll see. Uh, the USA team did everything wrong in the men's relay. The passing system is wrong. Athletes running the wrong legs. And it was clear that there was no leadership. It was a total embarrassment and completely unacceptable for a USA team to look worse than the AAU kids I saw. Wow. So, man, that does not, uh, that doesn't bode too well for the Olympics, man. Wow. And it's not good. For, well, for the American Olympic teams. I see where uh, people were just trashing the women's soccer for losing. And they did end up winning. Uh, they do. They they got the bronze, but uh, they didn't get the gold. And of course, Canadians' soccer team, the Canadians' uh, soccer team, had their a transgender athlete on it. And sorry, Megan, you weren't woke enough. Just take a knee. <laughs> so we'll see. All I care about. Really, right now, this year, we can, we'll talk about, you know, the mixed gender events and the trans and how woke we are for the IOC and what a beautiful thing that we all need to be a part of and we need to have that gender equity. We'll get to that after these games are, have finished. But first and foremost, let's get the medal count above China in the golds. Okay. We need to walk away from these Olympics, number one, period. Then we can talk about equity. Let's just be number one first. Then we'll talk about the whole equity thing. Okay? Okay, good. Get ready. Get ready to have to make a decision. We talked a little earlier on the show about people willing to take a pay cut to work from home you may have to take a pay cut. And that's a, you know, it's a good thought. Uh, if you are willing to take a pay cut to work from home, will you still have to be vaccinated if you work for a company that mandates all employees get vaccinated? I don't know. Maybe that's a way. Work from homers are the unvaxxed. Oh, you work from home. You're one of those. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, we have... We have all kinds of businesses now coming through with, and you know, it was going to happen, especially when Biden and the administration said, we're not going to mandate people being vaccinated. That's up to the private companies. And then, you know, that, you know, they're on the phone. Oh, uh, hello. Yeah, this is a, this is a, a little handler for Joe Biden. He's taking a nap right now. He's a little busy. I mean, he's on the phone with other world leaders. We just want to be sure that you're going to go ahead and, you know, Make sure your employees have to be vaccinated. So, okay, uh, sure. All these big companies are coming along for the ride. And uh, we see where they're going to make um, the military active duty troops 100% mandatory to be vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccine. Okay, I don't know that if you're in the military, you have a say anyway, right? I mean, if you're, maybe you do if you're, the only way you get all the vaccines for everything is if you go overseas, if you travel. So if you're in the military active duty and you're here in the States, uh, you probably are able to say no in today's world, but you're not going to do it, be able to say no anymore and still be in the military. Is that going to cause us to lose some good men and women? Probably. 
probably I could see that happening. Although, uh, where are they going to go work? What are they going to do? They're going to work from home, Jeff. Okay. All right. You're one of those then, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I am. All right. And if they want you vaccinated quick and they want, uh, they want it done now. Okay. Get vaccinated. And I know we talk about it a lot, but it's agonizing because you people, <laughs> yeah, you unvaxxed people, huh, you people are the ones that are causing the problem. Okay. That's right. That's right. And in America today, COVID until proven negative. Yeah. That's, that's the deal right now. And really it's, you know, vaccinated until, wait, no, that doesn't work. COVID until proven negative. I like that. And, uh, let's see if you're vaccinated. You are, uh, let's see, vaccinated, unvaxxed, dirty devil. I don't know. We'll come up with something, but I like the COVID until proven negative. I heard my wife say that last night. (laughs) And I mean, that's the way it is. Look, when I went into the hospital and they thought it was, you're even close to having some sort of sickness that resembles COVID. You've got it, period, until they prove that you don't. I mean, it is COVID until proven negative. And really, they don't even let you in the hospital unless they, you know, test for, uh, you know, if you have a temperature. If you've been close, have you breathed on anyone or been in around to the air of anyone that had COVID? Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I live in America. And I go out into public, so you've been around people that have had COVID. So you've, you're know, breathing the same air, but so you're COVID until proven negative. And now, I mean, if you don't have the vaccine and if you believe that, you know, I, I, I'm okay with you getting the vaccine and I'm okay with you not wearing a mask, with you, uh, you know, not wearing a mask, but I, 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 you know, if you're okay with people making their own choice, You hate America and want people to die. We've talked about that for sure. Uh, And that's the way it is. It's the way it is. You don't get a choice. You don't get a choice. Okay. If you think that people should make their own decisions about whether they get the vaccine, about whether they wear a mask, about whether they, whatever they do, if you think they have a choice, no, you just want people to to die. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're outside of the United States of America, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, tell your friends and neighbors that they should be a subscriber to, uh, chewing the fat. Uh, remember the rules too. If you're a subscriber, remember the rules. This, this is a rule worldwide. Globally, it's not just the United States. If you're, no matter what you're listening to, if someone asked, what are you listening to? You have to answer chewing the fat. That's a rule. It's part of being a subscriber to chewing the fat. You subscribe. Then I expect you to listen to other things. Of course, you're going to listen to other things, other music, other podcasts, but you are, you know, a subscriber and a listener to chewing the fat. Thank you. But the rule is that when someone says, Hey, what are you listening to? Doesn't matter what you're listening to, your answer has to be chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. And then, you know, that creates a, another person on the chewing the fat list. So it's just a rule. I just, you know, I like to remind people of that rule every now and then, but if you're listening in to, in a, to this show in another country, just know that the Biden administration 
is developing a plan that's going to require almost all foreign visitors to be vaccinated. So if you're in another country and you're thinking about coming here and you believe that there's a choice, (laughs) oh man, sure you got a choice. Your choice is if you want to come here, you get vaccinated or you don't come here. That's going to be your choice. I don't think, I think they changed the, uh, the illegal immigration rules to where they're going to ask. That's special. Let's see, you break into the country and then you ask them nicely, Hey, sure. So you're here illegally. Would you like the vaccine? Can I get you a vaccine? Or would you rather have a bagel with some cream cheese? Maybe both go this way. Uh, go down this road. If you go down that road over there, nope, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get the vaccine. You're not gonna get the bagel. We'll give you a water and you can hop on a bus and we'll drop you off someplace in another state. But if you go this way, we're going to go ahead and get you the vaccine and a bagel. You choose. How about that? Welcome to the United States. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. I also, I see where the CDC decided that they added 16 destinations. So if you're from the U.S. and want to go someplace, the CDC has uh, added 16 destinations to its very high COVID-19 risk level. And that included Greece, Ireland, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. So this is the risk designation of level four is very high. <laughs> it means that people should avoid travel to these locations. Okay. I, I'm okay with that. I, I see where the two, this is the strangest thing, two of the Democrats that left Texas, two Texas Democrats that went to Washington, D.C. to protest voting rights and they didn't want to do their job and vote here in Texas. Remember, they got on the bus and they flew private to Washington, D.C. And um, I think only one is back now. Two came back and two came back, weren't arrested. Then, um, which I thought was hoping that Governor Abbott would do, Governor Abbott would do, well, he said he would, but he didn't. And so two came back and one snuck out and went back to D.C. And so there's been an arrest warrant issued for that one. But two other Texas Democrats, (laughs) so they don't want to vote and they care about voting rights so much here in Texas that they they broke quorum and they went to D.C. and they are there promoting voting rights and they're not coming back until voting rights are for everybody and they aren't racist in the state of Texas. State Representative Julie Johnson and Jessica Gonzalez from Dallas. And Julie Johnson is from Farmer's Branch. It's just a, you know, a city in the DFW area. They uh, apparently had non-refundable tickets to go on vacation in Portugal. And that's where they are. So they were missing for a little while. And then somebody said, no, nah, they're, they're not missing. Uh, they still show up on our Zoom meetings and everything. But they had uh, non-refundable tickets to go to Portugal on a vacation. So they just went to Portugal. <laughs> oh, okay. No problem. I wonder if Portugal is on the, is on the list, the new level four COVID-19 very high risk designation countries. Let's take a look, shall we? As of August 3rd, 2021, let's go down the list. Brazil, Colombia, 
Costa Rica, Maldives, the Netherlands, Panama, Portugal. Oh, my gosh. Are we going to allow these two Democrats and their families back into the country after they had their non-refundable tickets? So they flew private. didn't cost them a dime. They got on a bus that didn't cost them a dime. They got out of here to go to Washington, D.C. They're still getting paid for a job they're not doing technically in Texas, but they were worried about their non-refundable tickets to Portugal. And so they just left. They just went to Portugal. Apparently, they're still on the beach. They're on vacation taking care of their Zoom calls and business back here in the United States. But just remember that Portugal is on the CDC's high level four very high risk designation. So be interesting to see how much testing and what happens to those people coming back from Portugal, as opposed to if you and I were coming back from Portugal. But, you know, whatever. They're fighting for voters' rights here in Texas. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.